Welcome, I'm Lainey. I'm Maddie. I'm Ellie. And we are all three sophomores in Ms. Schaefer's English II class at Catholic Central High School. We are all currently reading The Adoration of Jenna Fox by Mary E. Pearson. Today we're going to be talking about a few things, but first we're going to start with our opinions on the story. Personally, I very much enjoy the story. It keeps me on the edge of my seat wondering what's going to happen. There's so much mystery contained in every page and you just want to keep reading. I think the book is like really mysterious since like it's all in the future and no one really knows like what's happening and Jenna's parents aren't telling her anything. I love this book because you get to learn about Jenna and what has happened to her and how it has affected her in this I would say, and she had a completely different life than what she has now. So the topic that we, or the lens that we've been reading our story through was identity crisis. And the reason that we picked this was because throughout the entire book, she doesn't really know who she is or who she was, and she doesn't know how to deal with it because her whole life is a mystery. So imagine waking up from a year-long coma and having to relearn everything, how to move, speak, eat, having no idea who you were before the accident. That rendered you lost and confused. That is just what happened to Jenna Fox. On the topic of our identity crisis, we think the author is trying to say you can't trust anyone but yourself, even if they have good intentions and they can impact your life tremendously for the worse. Our first quote was, I used to be someone, someone named Jenna Fox. That's what they tell me. But I am more than a name, more than what they tell me, more than the facts and the statistics they fill me with. In this quote, Jenna feels lost. All she is told is who she was, but not who she is. She's confused, angry, and frustrated, and wants to be who everyone remembers her as. For quotation two, we have... I'm some kind of freakish monster. Jenna is frightened because she has found out that she is only 10% human and is fully artificial for the rest of the 90%. For the third quotation, we have, I killed my best friend. Online, Jenna read all the news articles about the accident. She found out that she was potentially driving the car when the accident took place. She was horrified and filled with the thought that she killed her best friends. Another quote we found was, it sounds like an animal. I am, I am a kept animal from page 179. So what is actually going on here? So what happened was this took place after Jenna was hysterically rummaging through her old life that was hidden away in boxes, her whole life, everything. She previously owned sprawled in front of her. She became overwhelmed and cried. She described the animal-like sound she made. She then compared herself to a kept animal like what is the figurative meaning of this quote like what can you read into in the sentence she compared herself to a kept to a kept animal because she was made in a lab and her fate was already decided by her, by her creators so let's all reflect personally on this quote what does it mean to us and how can we see the concept in the sentence playing out in our lives? What does it remind us of? 
normally when someone when, is calling me an animal, like, um, like my dad or my mom or my sister's reaction to like how messy my room is. For me personally, if someone called me an animal, it would be because I was being ruthless or wild and I just needed to calm down. Yeah, I mean, mine would be more if I was just out of order than how I normally am. If somebody were to say that to you, how would you react? Like, how would you behave differently based on the meaning of the sentence that we now know? I think it calls me to judge a person on not what they are, but who they are. Normally, if somebody were to say that to me, I would just laugh it off and we would all would laugh about it because I can get pretty crazy sometimes. So I would probably calm down a little bit, but it's just a funny scenario for all of us. I personally don't really care what other people say, so I probably would either laugh it off or just ignore it in general. So next we're going to be offering a blessing or wish for one of the characters that we really appreciate. Okay. My blessing is for Lily. I'm giving the blessing to Lily because she's torn between helping her daughter and telling Jenna the truth. She's obviously not over losing her actual human Jenna and seeing the new one, the new and improved Jenna. It just confuses her and she doesn't know what to do. I'm also offering a blessing for Lily. I would like to offer my blessing to Lily because she knows right from wrong and she's trying to be honest with Jenna. Even if it's going against her daughter's wishes, it's more important to know and to teach her granddaughter between right and wrong and holding the truth from Jenna about what actually happened and about her real life just isn't right and Lily recognizes that. I also have a blessing or wish for Jenna. I wish for Jenna to recover from the emotional scarring her parents have caused her and that she may become who she wants to be rather than who everyone has told her to be and stop reminiscing about who she was because after what happened there's not much that she can do so she has to recreate herself as a person and hopefully it gives her a fresh start so I hope that she figures it out along the way. I would do a blessing for Ethan because he got in trouble for wrong reasons and he was really misunderstood in this book. Thank you guys for listening to our podcast. We really enjoyed the book and I personally recommend it for anyone out there that's looking for something to read, especially if you're interested in mystery because the entire book you just don't know what's going to happen or what's really going on and the only person that knows are her guardians. Thank, Thank you. you. Bye. Bye.